Hi, this is Sheba, and this is uh, Fit Talk with me. This is my first ever podcast, and I have with me Dr. Adel. She is a GP with her own family practice in Chennai. That's in India. She is a qualified infectious disease expert with a special interest in diabetology, and she is also a trained Ashtanga yoga practitioner and a certified teacher. Now we have a combination of both. I'm so glad to have her here. Not just because she's very uh, qualified, she's also my childhood friend, and I'm so glad she's here. Welcome, Dr. Idel. It's a pleasure to be here, Sheba. I'm very honored. Okay, so um, Dr. Idel, we'd like to talk a little bit about diabetology, the um, the way diabetes has taken over the world, and uh, what we could do to address it as normal, like lay people. So the first thing I'd like to ask you is tell us a bit about diabetes. Uh, now that it's taken over, like a lot of youngsters also, and people at a very young age suffer from diabetes. Okay, now diabetes is not a disease; it's a disorder. We constantly um stress that and it's got a lot to do with our lifestyle choices that we are making choices that sometimes are no longer choices anymore we are we are almost programmed to behave in a way that is detrimental to us okay. this is very unfortunate and to go back to it um we as a people we are survivors of three huge famines that happened in our subcontinent many centuries ago this is due to the british taking over all of our produce and leaving these these are man made famines and they're historical so millions upon millions upon millions of indians perished and the people that survived were able to survive because they were able to store a little bit of salt and minerals in their system genetically they were just a uh, program to survive in the midst of crisis okay so natural selection mm-hmm. or unnatural in this case okay. if it's so if, if that's where uh, we're going to put it so these people survived because they were able to maintain a little bit of blood pressure because of the salt they stored mm-hmm. so they had an edge okay in the time of crises okay now we are their descendants right so we have a natural capacity to store and we are designed to survive our okay. body is designed to survive okay now our body will continue to be in a survival mode mm. and we are providing it okay with way more nourishment than it is designed for okay so instead of giving it what it needs which is encouraging hunger okay we are constantly satiating not our appetites but our addiction to food okay and this is so problematic because we are no longer talking in terms of um we're not even talking in terms of food production mm-hmm. we're talking in terms of farming in excess we're talking about artificial cheese is not cheese yeah you know like uh, preservatives yeah. yeah preservatives are are just so prevalent we are having fruits out of season right. we are eating rice by the mountains mm-hmm. so our entire lifestyle has been governed by our tongue now yeah. and we are addicted to food so if uh, the reason i call it addiction is i'm not being i'm not throwing the word about disrespectfully it is true mm-hmm. because if i take away food from a person who is not who's not diabetic who's completely healthy they suffer from withdrawal symptoms correct they have headaches they have mood swings they are unable to sleep mm-hmm. they have sweats these are all classic withdrawal symptoms right. and we see it with people who are denied food and we as a race are designed 
to combat hunger. Right. We operate on our best when we eat half of what we eat right now. Yeah. Traditionally, we would sit in the lotus position and eat and bend down and mm. eat. And when we do that, our stomachs are folded. Yeah. So when we get up, our stomach is only half, half filled. Well, that makes so sense, this is yeah. the reason we, we ate like that. The, the Indian subcontinent, the Indian body is slight. And now when you see, it's unfortunate, I see young men and young women whose entire body's morphology is different. Like men are pear-shaped yeah. with heavy buttocks yeah. and, um, um, and big thighs, yeah. which we've never seen before. We've, we, we, and you, you can attest to the fact yeah. that in our country, we see so many fertility clinics, right, yeah. which is so ironic in it's a country. Never been there yes. Like that, yeah. yes, why is this happening? Yeah. Because we are not eating for nourishment. If you ask a patient, they do not know what each food does for them. We have these blanket statements of dairy is good for us. Mm -hmm. All of us have to eat eggs. All of us have to do this. We have to have three meals a day. That is not true. There are some people who should just operate on one meal a day. Mm -hmm. There are people who should operate on three meals a day. There are people who should operate on six meals a day. Right. And we don't know who they yeah. are. And it just works differently for each people. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So I don't know what let's say an apple does for your yeah. body because you don't know how to tell me yeah. what that apple feels like in your body i i could be there, there's a surge of lactose intolerance there is a surge of gluten uh, sensitivity in our population mm. which has never been there it's before it's never been there right yes because we had wild rice yeah. we had wild wheat we had wild corn yeah. before that didn't that couldn't but right now we have to manufacture them right. and they're all GMOs they're yeah. all it's uh, it's yeah, very everything yeah. is processed like whatever basic food yes. that we eat is processed that's true and we are um, and 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 farm animals we are we are we are pumping them full of antibiotics mm -hmm. they are excreting antibiotics back into right. the earth which is producing uh, which is contaminating the water yeah. which is contaminating the fish yeah. not to mention we put uh, we from everything it's all chemical and we are not willing to give our body a chance to reset right we've got people working in artificial light we've got people so when we say stress it's a um i, I would like coming back to your mm -hmm. question i'm so sorry like um we are anything that we are not trained for yeah. anything that we are not designed for when you put yourself in that situation that is a stress right. the body is designed to operate for 12 hours of sunlight mm -hmm. and sleep and enjoy 12 hours of darkness yeah. but now we've taken the element of darkness away yeah. we are on our smartphones the whole time so we have artificial light the that, whole is yeah. that is a stress that is a stress we don't for the get body. enough sunlight either yeah. that's true that that is a stress and when um, uh, we are designed to do manual labor at a time when people used to walk to the well yeah. bring water they used to harvest food and then cook it and eat mm -hmm. it and eat seasonal foods and vegetables yeah. we had to gather um, uh, firewood yeah. we had to wash our clothes manually now nothing is done there's no physical activity exactly either, yeah. and yet we are eating more yeah. than what our ancestors ate whilst doing all yeah. this work so now we have an artificial environment of going to the gym I believe that as long as we have gyms we'll have fat people I know that's a, <laughs> that's a <laughs> yes. so yes. doctor now that we've come to this 
tell us what happens, what exactly happens when you have diabetes in your body. Physically, okay. what does it do? Okay, I'm going to say it in a way that I'm assuming that, that it's. It, I'm going to talk in a way that you can tell us. Can yeah, you can okay. tell us a little bit of technical stuff, insulin okay. resistance, and then go on to telling it in a layman's okay, okay. language. Now, now, um, okay, I'm going to oversimplify it, so I apologize to my medical colleagues in advance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is how. This is the classic scenario of an adult onset diabetes. Okay, this is the classic onset. Um, they are not respect, uh, respecting their circadian rhythm, which okay. means they are not sleeping when the well, they're respecting the darkness. Okay. So they are either sleeping with the TV on or they are working in the nighttime, mm -hmm. and which increase which does not give the body a chance to enjoy a particular hormone called melatonin that is secreted in the brain which needs which will go around bring down the inflammation settle your body mm -hmm. down so your body is in a state of unnatural heightened alertness okay which is a stress mm -hmm. okay and as a result of not being able to sleep your body assumes it's in crisis okay which releases a bunch of stress hormones in your body mm -hmm. remember that indians yeah. are designed for stress and survival right okay so now your response to stress will be 100 times more mm. than say somebody from europe right right yeah. so we are trigger happy mm -hmm. we're we're like that yeah okay we so to everything exactly yeah, okay. our bodies respond in a way uh, of reflex not in a place of thought decision making and then executing those mm -hmm. decisions our bodies are designed like that because that's just our genetic heritage okay so when you wake up in the morning after some kind of sleep maybe and let's and and by and large the dinner is the largest meal that everybody consumes mm -hmm. now what happens you haven't exercised you've eaten a large dinner um, you've stayed awake and you've allowed the and by the way melatonin cannot be secreted uh, when there is light okay. there needs to be dark and at least two hours of sleep prior okay. for the brain to get Second. into a particular sleep pattern which will trigger the secretion of melatonin, melatonin okay. okay so melatonin has to be secreted which is not your body is in a state of inflammation which is natural yeah, your body okay. will get inflamed which is the body's natural cascade to heal the body and then when you wake up in the morning after a whatever kind of sleep your body is now inflamed mm. it has undigested food in the stomach mm. and you have not enjoyed melatonin in the night so your body floods with adrenaline okay and cortisol okay and cortisol what it does is it tries to store okay because it doesn't know when the next crisis mm -hmm. comes okay so you store in the first possible place which is visceral fat okay viscera is just a fancy term for saying your internal organs okay okay which means your liver your spleen your pancreas your stomach your intestines your kidneys your adrenals your uh, all those glands in the and, and, and the organs inside your abdomen there's fat cushioning it hmm. and that fat gets bigger we don't multiply our fat cells because e but even that happens later okay. on but um, that is a terrible hmm. thing that's been we've been noticing but this is generally so what it does is cortisol goes in and tries to trap everything and makes the fat cells bigger okay because it wants to protect the organs hmm. okay and the problem with having a large dinner is you're not going to burn it yeah and you're going to be sleeping. 
And when you're sleeping, number one, your sleep is not going to be good because your energy needs to be directed towards your stomach mm. and you are, and the stomach needs to be vertical and the gravity needs to act as well, which people don't discuss very much okay. and you become horizontal and let's say you fall asleep because your energy is directed to your stomach and you're not active otherwise. So mm. therefore you fall asleep and in the and let's say you, you develop a nightmare or okay. you turn in your sleep, there's a spurt of insulin. Now, insulin, on the, uh, insulin is not a catabolic hormone, which mm. means it doesn't break, break. down. Okay. It is an anabolic hormone, which means it stores, okay. which means it will break down the food, uh, the broken down food, it'll, uh, all the sugars, it will grab and it will store. Stop. So throughout the night, you have not given your insulin time to come down. Right. Throughout the night, if you have a nightmare, there's going to be a spurt of sugar. Okay, okay. okay. If you're going to turn and uh, roll around in your sleep, if you get up to use the toilet mm -hmm. and come down to sleep, there's going to be spurts of of glucose throughout the night, mm -hmm. and insulin never has a chance to come down. Yeah. So your pancreas is overworked, okay. and insulin is sustained and it's storing. Your liver has an incredible capacity to store as much glucose mm -hmm. as possible. It does. But, but what we are seeing now, it's not just storing in the liver, mm -hmm. which is a healthy place to store, Correct. it's storing everywhere else. Liver and muscles being stored is okay, mm -hmm. you know, because you can burn it. Um, storing in the internal organs, which is why we see a lot of fatty liver in ultrasounds. We're seeing so many cases of uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome in women, which is, um, which is very frightening. Okay. Um, that is happening mm -hmm. so insulin is insulin without exercise is a demon mm -hmm. you and I do not want to contend yes. with and insulin that never comes down to its basal level uh, is another animal altogether mm -hmm. so what we are doing is every time we hear our stomach growling we're feeding it that's right. not hunger stomach growling is not hunger mm -hmm. it's just peristalsis that's what the stomach Stomach's does supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. that is not yeah. hunger we don't even know what yeah. hunger is so we are constantly dumping food and we are constantly maintaining a level of insulin secretion. And if you see the pieces of tissue that secrete insulin in our body, it is tiny. It is so tiny. They're so <laughs> beautiful and they're so tiny. And guess what? They can get exhausted. Yeah. Now, lifetime for Indians when we were very from centuries was not very high people died by the age of 40 people right. died by the maximum if you're 55 you've had you've, you've seen three generations very old, yeah. <laughs> you've seen three generations yeah. and you're dead by then right now we're living up to 85 and we didn't eat like our ancestors right. either we are eating more and our organs We're working have to less function, yeah, function, and yeah. we are and we are designed to be on survival mode and guess what we're dumping food and our organs the, my my argument is it, the diabetes that we see now is just plain because of exhaustion hmm. the uh, the islets that that small islands of tissue that produce your insulin are getting exhausted and they're exhausted because you're not giving it a, your insulin to come down. And therefore you need to pump more insulin out to do the work of a little insulin. Yeah. So therefore 
you develop insulin mm-hmm. resistance okay. if you see you can clearly see it people with dark patches on their cheeks right, yeah. you can see dark patches on their neck creases mm-hmm. on their elbow creases mm-hmm. these this is called acanthosis nigricans okay. you see young children with this which is yeah these friendly. days it's like you don't know who's into diabetes these days yes, it's like yes, really young yes this yeah. is very very frightening yeah. and i think it's just starts with us respecting something called hunger right respect a little bit of learn. change in the lifestyle yes. will go a long way in this yes learn what yeah. hunger is yeah. um, and adapt to it i mean we we, we mahatma gandhi was a skinny gentleman yeah. i'm so sorry this that sounds very <laughs> disrespectful was a thin 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 gentleman with no stores of body fat yeah. visible <laughs> and he went on 21 day fasts that is our morphology and look at us we cannot handle 2 hours of stomach growling without food yes exactly so this is uh, uh, if we change our lifestyle we can reverse all this yeah. that's a good news though okay so now uh, this is you you have ended with a good news so i'm going to continue <laughs> with that which is you yourself you're a trained uh, yoga practitioner you're yes. also a teacher yes so uh, and you also into strength training you believe a lot yes, in working on your core and all that so now tell us how you can treat fitness or okay. or uh, using um, workouts yes. as medicine to control your diabetes you know once once you, you you get a condition like diabetes you just you can only control it yes so what can you do how can you treat this as medicine um I'm, you have to understand that medicine is plugging a leak hmm. medicine is not something it's not a treatment it's a I I don't know who how many people I'm going to alienate it's an excuse <laughs> to continue with your poor choices okay yeah but uh, what if I'm what? already uh, I'm a diabetic yes. so then I have no yes. choice but yes. to keep it yes. under control because many of our friends we know are you know diabetic and then they are borderline diabetic and yes. then they have no other choice but to control it after they are already into it yes so then how do we now you have to talk about choices as to how to manage it yes so we have two things food and workout mm. exercise mm. so since you're both into both mm. tell us how could we use uh, workouts yes what sort of workouts yes and food how do you manage your uh, your meal planning and all that okay okay this is going to sound a bit controversial but i do spend a lot of time a lot women <laughs> i've been accused of spending way too much time but i sit and have a conversation with my uh, patients mm-hmm. i talk to them about the reason for the lifestyle choices that we make after a point you have to understand sheets we are living on reflex Right. We're living on programming, like mm-hmm. as though we're driving, like on autopilot. We're mm-hmm. not living, like for instance, suddenly I want to eat banana chips, <laughs> and I will not eat anything else, and I feel cranky till I eat my banana chips. So my body is driving me to yeah. eat banana chips or cake or pastry. Yeah, we I just talked about it. that. Like, yes, I want to have chocolate. I will have chocolate. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So who is in control of your body? Yeah. your body is taking I'm on responsible a, for my choices. Yes. Yeah. So why are we not training our body to make the kind of choices that we need to make, right? Okay. So our target should not be a nebulous concept like health. Hmm. Okay? Um so when I say health, I always ask my patients define health. And lack of diseases can't be health. Yep. Right? Because before you exhibit a disease, you didn't have a disease. Right. Were you healthy then? No, you I don't never, think so. Yeah. Yes. So lack of diseases is seldom healthy. Hmm. So what is healthy? 
So we go into a questionnaire and I always divide it into four quadrants. Mm. I make a big circle and I call that circle them mm -hmm. because invariably they're circles, <laughs> <laughs> they're huge spheres. Um, well, if my patients are listening, they know I love them very much. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm so sure they're terrified yeah. also. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, I put the circle and I have a quadrant and I label one quadrant physical, mm -hmm. another quadrant spiritual, another quadrant, I name it um, passion projects and another quadrant work. Okay. So what is health in each of these quadrants? Physically, what would you consider health? Mm. So we go into... A physical again has mental, um, psychological, uh, emotional, and physical. So, what are your physical targets? What is your mental? How? What makes you happy? Mm -hmm. So, there are people who have very frankly said, sitting and watching the serial makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Fair enough, that makes you happy. Then there are people who've said, if I don't have money problems, I am happy. Um, uh, and having a tank full of petrol makes me happy. So we're going to take action steps to make that happen. That is the priority okay. because you need that mental health mm. because once we've lost control, the, the diabetes is a product, is a symptom of a body in charge of your mind, mm. in charge of who you are and the body has gone off with it, mm. right? So we need to provide it with alternatives that make it happy mm. and safe and it can trust your mind to make right decisions for it and it has to be done in a slow steady methodical way okay spirituality what makes you happy going to the temple makes you happy make sure you go to the temple or the church or the gurudwara or the mosque once a week going more than that makes you happy do it do more. it okay meditation especially mindfulness meditations absolutely tatamount tatamount there's way too many studies to prove how well it's doing for your health mm. for us to ignore it yeah and then of course your hobbies and what 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 makes you passionate what makes you happy for me it's painting for you yep. it could be music yep. for another person it could just be running yeah another person it could be sitting in front of the sea are you providing that for yourself if you don't provide that there is always something that I call the rule of the soggy soggy potato chip <laughs> you go into your fridge and you want something fun yeah. to eat right it's not there. Then you lower your standards a little bit. Of course, yeah. I've done that too, so right. I know. And then the third time you go, the contents of the yeah. fridge don't change. So eventually what you do, you settle for the soggy potato chip because that's all yeah, there that's is. Yeah, that's all available. So if you provide your body with what it actually wants and make it a priority, mm -hmm. it will not settle for the poor representations of what it actually wants. Okay. So, that makes sense. So yes. because in our mind, we always think, Okay, I'm stressed, so let me just go grab a pack of chips. Yes. So, you know, it's an impulsive thing, like you said. Yes. Maybe it's already in us. Yeah. So now, uh, having said that, our choices actually define what we are finally. If we move on to actually actively taking a step, like workout. Mm. So, you're, you already mentioned meditation. Yes. Of course, that comes along with yoga, which is slow, and it'll help you slow down yes. your process. It'll yes. help you, like, yeah. give you some sort of an inner... Uh, self-worth mm. so now after that what do you what's your take on strength training and managing diabetes yes strength training and resistance training is absolutely wonderful and uh, I and it gives very good almost immediate results compared to the other forms of uh, exactly, self-discipline yeah. it almost it's, it's it's so magical and mm. I love it but the the problem I'm facing is 
I like to refer a lot of people to people I do know mm. because there's so many um, uh, fitness centers. There's mm. so many places where um, these are people who are not healthy otherwise. Um, this is the problem. I'm who facing. haven't had any activity yes. before. So, okay. uh, and send, tell, sending them over to uncertified people or mm. people who are poorly executing their knowledge can cause more injury than damage. Having said that, when a muscle, when you're using your muscle and when you are burning your fat, um, you're, you're releasing, you, you do something in your body mm. um, called ke ke ketos, that yeah. ketosis starts, yeah. right? So you burn your fat as fuel, which is not what your body prefers. Mm. It prefers carbohydrates right, first. Right. Yes, but um, when you give it a chance to burn fats, it gets a taste for something. Yeah. which is what Indians are naturally acclimatized yeah. to do. So our bodies will take to this so well. And it's not about, but I'm not a big fan of um, uh, taking amino acids and mm. proteins and all those supplements and appetite suppressants to look a certain way. Mm. I am a big fan of looking like you are fit for your job. Like I'm a doctor, right. I sit in my desk. It a has lot. to be like a sustainable yes. pattern for yourself. Yes. Yes. For each one, it works differently. Yes, I I do like looking this way. Yeah, and um, whatever I, works yes. for us. Yes, because, and that realization comes to us after a long time. No, yeah, I think we've come <laughs> yes. a long way before we realize. Oh gosh, yes. So, uh, so, so what exactly? So I've done a lot of uh, I've had a lot of clients mm -hmm. who come to me for strength training yeah. and it's really nice to see a lot of women come to me for strength training. Yes. Of course there are some women who don't prefer women trainers but uh, there are some women who <laughs> who come to me for training and not for adrenaline rush. Yeah. So I'm glad about that but so those women most of them come to me with PCOS which is a different yes. story altogether yes. and all of them have this problem of eating right. And I always tell them, pick the food that works for you. Yes. But pick the right food. But that's the question, Noshita. Yeah. We need to understand, like in the ancient wisdom says that there are three types of doshas. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to get into it and mm. it's not about controversial anything. But even today, we are... Yeah, we're, when we're, you spoke yeah. about my body yes. type. Yeah. There, the, your body type is clearly uh, something that we call bata mm. or the... Uh, wind body type mm. or the air body type and you would burn calories like mm. crazy I come under the pitta or the fire or mm. the heat body type where I would take a little time longer to put weight on and I can burn it faster but mm. not anywhere close mm. to you and then there is the kapha body type mm. or the mucus body type okay. where they're very sluggish and mm. their metabolism is slow okay and these are things that we need to respect and just because it's not modern medicine we can't disregard it right and there is no blanket way mm. of saying all this is good all this is bad no it's not yeah so the the uh, always always I would encourage your clients especially women with PCOS mm. which is a debilitating condition yeah. and it's a and they come up with fears of fertility and you take away fertility from a human being especially a young person yeah. and it wreaks havoc on their identity and it's and I'm glad that you're there to help them yeah. out so yes strength training resistance training a little bit of cardio mm. very very good and ask them to just before you sit to eat eat without watching TV. Mindful eating, yes. right? You need to be aware of what you're yes. doing in the first place. I'm so glad you brought this up because I've seen so many 
from kids to adults mm. everybody is watching something on their mo- oh, yes. mobile phones while they're eating yes. but they don't know what's going in basically exactly. you just chew faster because you don't really uh, chew to digest you just chew to swallow mm. and you just don't you have no clue what you're eating i can give them a piece of cardboard and they'll still <laughs> eat it so i've seen a lot of kids yeah. to adults doing the same yeah. thing so it that's not healthy either right we are in a cacophony of noise and sensations yeah. and we are living in a world of distractions yeah. so to still ourselves is very important to ground ourselves even more important and be mindful of what you do is yeah. even 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 more important so we are living in a world where it, uh, one program is competing with another we've got one, uh, colors we've got noises so our food has to be tastier than normal yeah. for, that it has to be tastier than nutritious for mm-hmm. us to notice it it has to be more colorful so we're just in the midst of a lot of chaos yeah. and our body shuts down and the yeah. first thing it shuts down is our fertility because it realizes that you're not going to you're not sending out yeah. good genes into the next generation right. So PCOS is a natural. Yeah. So give them resistance training well done and teach them to eat mindfully yep. which is very important and then slowly direct them to understand what food is good and what's not and yep. make help them make choices which is which is long term and yes. yeah which they can follow Absolutely. like you know for a lifelong thing. Yes. So can you give us a takeaway line to <laughs> say like to for us to understand how to live like a healthy life Yeah basically yes just from what you 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 would have seen so many patients yes. and you would have seen so many people uh, fighting diabetes yes. PCOS yes. what not so tell us what do you think we can do to live like a healthy lifestyle right. with what we have um what you focus on is where your energy will flow absolutely either yeah. you're going to focus on health hmm. or you're going to focus on disease yeah. searching for a disease in yourself and trying to catch it all the time by having one master health checkup every year and making sure that your parameters your biochemical parameters are within hmm. normal that's not health yeah health is knowing you're happy in the fundamental fiber of who you are and what makes you happy is ununderstandable to another person because you're unique yeah so what makes you happy does your body shape make you happy does your sleep make you happy do your friends make you happy are you at peace with who you are is your food making you happy is your work making you happy you have to answer these questions and be focused on only this mm-hmm. and when you are you will not have diseases cannot come close mm-hmm. to you so where your focus is is important if you're focused on a disease and in constantly dodging that bullet guess what dodging a bullet is not a healthy yeah. lifestyle you may dodge the bullet yeah. but constantly living under the stress of dodging that's still stress yeah so invest in yourself and you can invest yourself in yourself through exercise through good friends through good meals yeah. through laughter through happiness to living a very full lifestyle you don't need the trappings of success which addict us and stress us out even more so focus on what is health for you define health for yourself yeah. first and that's where you should invest your energy so that's my take that's really yes. really nice idela i i don't think i have ever thought of it in this angle at all i think mm-hmm. all of us should focus on happiness first yes. and then slowly focus on what your lifestyle should be and follow things that that are sustainable that you can carry on for your entire life not like today you follow something and tomorrow you forget it yes make sure you do something that you sustain for for your life absolutely choose the things that you want to do that make you happy like what dr idel said so i'm so 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 happy to have you here <laughs> 
And I, I, we should catch up again uh, to talk about body types yes. because that's really, really interesting. Oh, fantastic! We should yes. uh, catch up again for that. But this is a great start of the new year, and I'm so happy to have started the podcast <laughs> with Idel, my best friend. So, uh, wish you all the luck in the world, Idel. Have Thank a great year fun. ahead, and have a great year, all of you. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi there this is coach Chiba from India and I have a whole lot of interesting topics on fitness just for you but right now I'm in conversation with one of the established doctors and we are going to be talking about relevant health and fitness issues of today so listen up enjoy and do let me know what you feel cheers Hello there listeners this is Shiba again and um today we have a very interesting person this is uh, I'm with Dr. Arsi Maran she's an interventional cardiologist and uh, she is currently the director of the coronary chronic total occlusion program at the Medical University of South Carolina US but I'm going to let her tell you what she really does and more about what she does so hello Arsi Can you tell us what you really do and because half the things that you do I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Shiva it's really uh, nice to be here with you. So I'm an interventional cardiologist that is uh, I'm a cardiologist who does invasive procedures on patients. I go through the blood vessels in the arm or in their leg and pass wires and catheters uh, to the blood vessels of the heart and the blockages I open them with balloons and stent and uh, chronic total occlusions uh, are blood vessels which are blocked completely uh, for more than 3 months that is they are 100% blocked there's no okay. blood flowing through them because of the blockage mm-hmm. and i basically go through the blood vessel around the blood vessel behind the blood vessel <laughs> in whatever way i can and restore uh, the normal blood flow okay. so this is like a special niche kind of a procedure so apart from my general medicine training and general cardiology training and interventional cardiology training i had to go train how to do the, these chronic total occlusion okay, procedures okay this sounds so. really complex to me <laughs> it is complex in general but it's a lot of fun <laughs> okay i'm not going to comment on that so you done your medical training in india first and then you moved from here to the us yes that's correct okay. i moved to the us in 2004 okay. i actually started off as a surgeon i wanted to be a cardiothoracic surgeon wow okay but then i realized we interventional cardiologists do way cooler things than the surgeon I'm if kidding. you say so <laughs> it's all perspective right okay so now uh, now i've seen was a lot about the human heart so now let's ask her more about this so my first question so now i've seen also is damn cool because she does a lot of workouts too she uh, also talks to her clients a lot about working out and keeping themselves healthy so this is what i want to know first first of all So there's a lot of a lot of awareness about fitness and to stay healthy but not many people know how to go about it. So uh say for instance a newbie may just want to go and get started off with a boxing class mm-hmm. without understanding their body type or body capacity or their metabolic conditioning at all. Mm-hmm. So as a trainer when somebody comes to me I'll first check their metabolic conditioning and then move them on to what they are capable of based on their work capacity. Now what do you have to talk about? 
understanding somebody's cardio capacity before getting onto a fitness regimen okay that's a very excellent question shiva so number 1 is as you said you need to assess a person's basic capacity physical capacity so i can kind of split what you're asking into two different things mm. if you have a person who's already an athlete and coming to step up their workout i think your job is way easier yes. for but for a person who's never been to a gym who's mm. never worked out and comes to you you need to definitely give them a baseline test okay and uh, kind of either see how much uh, uh, you know uh, exercise they can do like this in the form of a treadmill walk test or squats or push-ups or uh, sit ups etc kind of find their basis then you do it up then i feel everybody should have some aerobic activity and also do uh, weightlifting we kind of underestimate the importance of weightlifting in life and they all think cardio is the only way to yeah. lose weight but the you can do cardio even with weights you can get your heart rate up even Pumped with weights up, yeah. exactly so your goal is in general to get to 85% of your age measured um heart rate right okay. so that is basically 220, 220 minus age is your target maximum heart rate and in that you need to go to 85% of it so you can either get that by walking running uh, sprinting rowing or doing kettlebell swings push ups or uh, deadlifts you know and anything yeah. is okay so if you can normally walk around a block without shortness of breath then your first step is to be just walk do that faster and improve your stamina okay, okay? but if you don't do that also and you get you know short of breath from going from your bedroom to your bathroom or bedroom to the kitchen then you basically need to start walking around the block mm-hmm. at a slow pace first and take frequent breaks so i have patients sometimes you know who've never done anything before and they have a heart attack and they are like you know i this can never happen to me again how do i prevent this and i'm like start exercising that's just inactiveness that's just inactiveness they are not doing anything okay. they are uh, they have sedentary jobs computer desk jobs okay they get up in the morning go in a car to work sit behind a desk finish work get up come back sit in front of the tv watch dinner go to sleep that's all they okay. don't even take 5000 steps per day okay okay for that person i say you're going to set a time in your calendar okay. that this is going to be your exercise time and you start off with 15 minutes a day that's mm-hmm. your first week and in that first week you do 30 seconds of as fast as you can walking and 2 minutes of as slow as you can just to catch your breath then go 30 seconds of as fast as you can and keep alternating like this for just 15 minutes the first week okay the next week you increase from 30 to 45 seconds and then so on and so forth you know okay. so the goal is the american heart association recommends that you get 30 minutes five times a week that is total of 150 minutes per week of cardiovascular exercise right okay so this is good so whenever somebody wants to start off they should first of all understand how their body reacts to any activity exactly. first of all before they plunge into something really big so that's really good so now um, there is something like you know understanding your capacity first are there any signs that we should look out for yes. for a healthy heart uh, or for a weak or an unhealthy heart okay are there any symptoms okay so when you first start off like you know the regimen i told you uh, but if you have a healthy heart 
every week to every 10 days you should be able to improve you should be able to go to the next step level okay next activity. level of intensity you have you should be able to go from 30 seconds of speed walking to 45 seconds to a one minute to a move it should be a steady progression okay? okay your curve should be upwards but if you're not able to progress and you feel like you're hitting a wall because you're so short of breath or you just feel discomfort or something which is stopping you then something is wrong okay. it's not mind over matters let me push and be push, a yeah. cowboy and you know break all barriers something is wrong okay. in general exercise fitness it's all mind over matters but if you're doing it for the first time you need to be prudent about it also and after the first week of exercising and you're just not improving and you're still in the same place as day one there has to be a difference from day one day seven to day one okay but you're at day seven day 10 day 15 but in the same way as you were in day one once something else is going on you need to see your cardio not a cardi- general physician or etc maybe get an exercise stress test mm. um, you know just to make Check sure your rp and then yeah. yeah your heart rate is okay yeah. your ekgs are okay, okay. Uh, ecgs are okay mm. and go on from there okay that's that's a good way to understand <laughs> yourself too so okay so now that we're already at it so this is like a question that's very prevalent these days and it's a little scary too I myself have heard of a couple of instances and uh, you must have too. So this is about athletes or uh, people who actually are into a lot of activity. Say this is an incident that happened uh, some time back about a runner who is about 62 years old, finished a morning run and uh, he was absolutely fine but came back and just passed out. Okay, so he was absolutely fine. And then there was another case also of a completely perfectly normal Um, a person who works out really well but passed out during a workout now this is really really appalling and it's a little scary too for us so how do we understand this Uh, what is actually going on should we be scared so what do you have to tell us about this so what you're talking about is sudden cardiac death right okay so it can happen in two forms one is a young professional athlete like Mm. a basketball player or football player they have been exercising all through their uh, life so the heart muscle gets super very thickened or hypertrophied and they have what is called the athlete's heart okay and that's a different pathology okay so I'm not going to go into that because that's a separate pathology and uh, it's a professional athlete who's probably getting under medical care etc so that's a different uh, topic by itself so you're talking about a person who exercises for fitness and um, goes on with that okay so there are two components we do know that patients uh, or fitness people who are doing moderate exercise Mm -hmm. have the maximum benefit okay Okay. Uh, people who don't exercise and people who do extreme exercise actually don't have benefits but rather get ill effects anytime we do a lot of physical activity or let's say run a marathon you are putting your body under stress like okay. a lot of exertion a lot okay. of exertion yeah. there's a lot of anti-accident injury happening you're dehydrated yeah. there is a lot of muscle breakdown you know your electrolytes are way high etc that's why hydration is important throughout electrolyte balance is important throughout 
uh, if you don't maintain your hydration your body is just your blood is getting thicker and thicker as you are running mm-hmm. and then you literally become almost what i say procoagulant where you form clots clots okay. and then that can happen to the blood vessels of your heart so okay. hydration is important and then not ignore the warning signs mm-hmm. so let's say you're training for a marathon and you're stepping up your uh, running regimen okay? okay and when you step up for your running regimen you notice something is not right with your body but in instead of paying attention to those symptoms you say oh i can do this i can get over this and you push your mind over the body and not listening to your body that's where the trouble comes okay, okay? so the symptoms i'm talking about is uh, you know everybody expects this classic chest pain yeah so, like in the movies you just yes, like grasp your heart and just fall it it never comes like that okay. it is more a sensation of something bad is going on you know okay. i call it an impending sense of doom okay. and literally uh, what i tell my patients is beneath your chin to above your umbilicus if you have this discomfort you know i'm not calling it pain i'm not calling it tightness i'm not it's just some sort of a discomfort which comes on you cannot describe it you just feel it you just know something is wrong okay. don't push past it for okay. god's sake please stop Do you catch your breath like sweat a lot or not all no, patients not all especially okay. diabetic patients may not have that okay. okay and sometimes diabetic patients may think that they are having low blood sugar and that's why they are sweating a lot okay. and then they ignore it okay, okay. and diabetics also get lots of uh, silent heart attacks also and uh, and all they might feel is slightly more difficulty breathing then what they had that's But all that's really dangerous but you wouldn't know exactly yeah. so so any time a person who is exercising feels like um, something is wrong with their exercise tolerance there's a decline or they are not moving up on their exercise capacity it needs to be evaluated okay. end of story okay it's when we ignore that and say oh it's nothing it's nothing i'm just training too much okay. or uh, you exercise and you come back and you sleep for 2 hours okay. which you've never done before okay. and all of a sudden you're doing it something is going on you need to get it checked out so doctor what you're saying is the symptoms are like it's not like just a day before or just before happening that your body keeps sending you signals for a long time and you keep ignoring it until it happens sudden cardiac death is a culmination the process probably started 2 to 3 weeks before Wow okay and we don't need to realize it it's we very realize, subtle yeah. especially athletes it's so subtle and uh, you need to be very mindful of your body especially if you're above if you're a male above the age of 55 or a female above the age of 65 you definitely need to be very mindful about your body in terms of when you're exercising if you're a diabetic that age uh, gap actually comes even 10 years uh, mm-hmm. earlier you know so you have to be very mindful doesn't mean you need to stop exercising yeah. i'm never you know of all again and several studies have shown that the only thing which improves your quality of your life not your quantity yeah. of your life your quality of your life is, is being physically yeah. active and exercising so you need to like mindfully progress your workouts one and also understand if you progress too fast exactly if it doesn't work for you right yes yes so um are there any ways that we can take care of our heart health other than just you know careful exercise planning so eating also is really important right and you yourself talk a lot about eating clean because your work is really really hard you work from day to night and then you have told told me how like after your like a stressful uh, day or like a yes. hard day yeah. after your all your uh, processes and you want to have like a small piece of chocolate yes. but you know how to manage how you eat and your work and your family and everything yes. so tell us a bit about how you can manage your eating patterns and your workouts your home and everything so it, it you know it's uh, 
people need to realize working out is like brushing your teeth hmm. how you will never leave your house without brushing your teeth most of the times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should not leave your house without having work, uh, worked out for the day hmm. or finishing going to sleep without working out working out is a part needs to be a part and parcel of life unfortunately most of my patients come to me at the age of 55 65 etc by which the habits are already formed and working out is not in their daily it's not process. incorporated it's already not, so yeah. it's, it's not there so i feel we need to actually catch patients earlier we need to tell our 18 year olds and 25 year olds and 30 year olds for god's sake start working how do you even do that because they're just not interested yeah, i mean i think the it's awareness is definitely improved compared to when we were growing yeah. up i think like you know definitely But I think awareness we had is activity growing. doctor i think we run around a lot more than yes. kids of today so yes i know the internet yeah. addiction the screen yeah. time addiction is uh, you know parenting we need yeah. to be especially i feel like in the indian societies we concentrate so much on education we don't yeah. concentrate on physical uh, fitness and i think that is a that is why the a big epidemic of or uh, uptick in cardiovascular disease right. is seen in india because we all and even at a young age right yes, yeah. uh, i see 30 i've heard of 35 year old patients with complete uh, occlusions oh my and, god and uh, when my uh, other friends tell me that i'm appalled like what these are the things i see in my 60 year olds and 50 year olds and 70 year olds and they say oh i just did a 35 year old i'm like 35 year old person yeah. and that is all because of our poor diet and our poor physical fitness so balancing it all together is prioritizing mm-hmm. if it's a, if it is important for you yeah. you will do you it you should do it yeah. yes if it is not important for you you'll only find an excuse mm-hmm. how to not do it so you need to believe and accept that physical training is important in the same way eating also it's unfortunate to see all the horrendous horrible fast food industries which has devastated america to uh, which have come to india yeah okay yeah. i'm talking about every fast food the pizzas yeah. and the burgers and the fried chickens and everything which is you see everybody mm-hmm. like swiggy's out food now nobody's cooking yes so. nobody's cooking so there's no fresh <laughs> yeah. food and i'm a big proponent of eating clean in the sense no processed food eat food which is real like eat yeah. the meat eat the fresh leafy yeah. vegetables etc uh, and uh, you know eat real food not processed food when you look at something it needs to look like the real food when sometimes you don't even know what you're eating because yeah. it has been through the processor so many times and it is just mulled up together to and uh, added chemicals so yeah. that it is hyper palatable and we get addicted to the taste like what is cheetos what is cheetos made of <laughs> you know what what food source is made of i'm just quoting an example yeah. but there are so yeah. many other things like that you know so i think uh, uh, going back to eating clean like you know eat what is real and um, think of fruits and everyone thinks because it's fruits it's natural it's perfect it's uh, you know god's own food you can eat how much ever you want moderation is key i think of fruits as nature's candy and candy should be eaten eaten in moderation, moderation yeah. so it should be once a week or twice a week or you know on special occasions not every day and i people might hate me for saying this but i am completely against fruit juices when you eat yeah. a whole fruit you at least you get the, the fiber actually, yeah. yeah you at least get the yeah. fiber which slows down the sugar absorption when you take off all the fiber and just drink fruit juices you're just spiking your blood sugar and insulin is coming after it and change, taking all the sugar and converting it into fat and all this fat goes into your abdomen into your kidneys into your liver and of course my favorite organ the heart <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously. So I think uh, being conscious about um, your blood sugar levels, yes. whether you're a diabetic or yeah. not, is important. So that that I mean, now that again, you also wanted to touch upon a little bit about diabetes, and also about keeping your yourself happy and having a healthy heart. So how do you alternate food? So you know, I always say is like fuel. Food is fuel. Hmm. Okay, right. If you don't take your car and put petrol in the car every time you see a gas station, yeah. petrol station, right? Only when you need it. Only when the tank yeah. is empty, you go put petrol, yeah. right? Your body is also the same. Yeah. How come you're treating your car way better than you're treating your body? We so you think should think of it like that. Exactly. I see chocolate. I want chocolate. Exactly. So the same thing. You should think of your body, uh, food as a fuel, and give it fuel only when you need it. Okay. So you don't need to have ten meals a day. Okay. You can be completely happy with three good meals a day, and you don't have to have everything on the plate. You know how our parents say, "Clean your plate, clean your plate." And but then, if you're lowering your plate yeah. with too much food, you don't actually need Not to clean yeah. your plate. Eat to satiety, like eat till you're full. Not. till you are in food coma or something like yeah, that you know exactly. so that's a, so it's a balance it's a, it's being mindful uh, shiba that's okay. what i will say be thoughtful and mindful of what you put in your mouth and when you're putting it and why you're putting it into your mouth okay that makes a lot of sense so which also is like you know about the diabetic uh, like epidemic in the world uh, the same thing yes. about uh, you know young age young adults having, having diabetes, diabetes. So I think I want to uh, talk a little bit about the hormone insulin. Yeah. Okay, it's the most protective. Uh, it's because of insulin the human race has survived. Okay, because what insulin does is take when you eat food. Let Let's say I'm eating uh, a piece of uh, uh, chocolate right hmm. now. Okay, since that's our favorite topic, <laughs> we eat chocolate right now. My blood sugar goes up. Okay, insulin. Your pancreas senses the insulin and secretes the insulin. Mm-hmm. Say we need to metabolize this uh, blood sugar, and what it does is it converts the blood sugar into fats. So basically, insulin is the hormone which or the person who saves the food for the rainy day. Okay, yeah. so it takes that energy source of sugar and puts it into a like a go down. or when it's famine or rain outside and when you don't have food outside it will open the go down and take the stored energy for utilization mm. okay so but you need to expose to famine and rainy day right, right? so that the stored <laughs> energy can be used but if you never ever allow your body to go into that state and you're always uh, adding yeah. more and more food to it uh, the the all your go downs are overfilling <laughs> it's overfilling yeah. and then you know you we are all obese we are all diabetic we are all insulin resistant yep. you know and then uh, it's just it, we are killing us we are committing uh, suicide yeah. <laughs> without realizing it exactly yeah, we we are also being crazy by doing that right i don't understand it is because uh, you know unfortunately the food industry is become uh, very greedy i would say all the foods are made hyper palatable yeah. like a packet of chips is just not salty it's hyper salty yeah a, a box right. of chocolate is not just sweet it's hyper sweet so they take our uh, taste receptor thresholds they and they increase it so we don't respond to uh, uh, the normal level of sugar it needs to be so much intense for us to even feel the t- taste of uh, heightened taste of sugariness or saltiness and then that's not enough we form resistance to that and then we become more to it it's like you know it's uh, you know the sugar 
stimulates the same areas of your brain like cocaine exactly i was just going to ask you about it because it's so addicted to it it is very addictive yeah. to it and unfortunately sugar is legal yeah <laughs> and it's available and is not. <laughs> exactly i'm not saying legalize cocaine but, i'm but, like but, saying but we're talking about why this is because even i feel that sometimes because i love sugar love chocolate but then we know how to deal with it but sometimes you know your brain just messes you up because it makes you feel like you need it so uh, there's a perfectly yeah. good reason for that yeah. as i said as i said insulin chases it yeah. right so if i let's say if i eat one piece of chocolate and uh, x units of insulin is secreted into my body but then the so much of insulin is secreted it has already metabolized the sugar yeah. your blood sugar falls down but the insulin is still hovering around so it's like excuse me i am here where is my sugar, sugar for me to yeah. so immediately it sends signal to the brain go and Give get me, me more yeah. sugar so that i need to work i am right. here and i'm ready to do my job but i don't have uh, any glucose to metabolize go get me more sugar so your brain processes it and oh i need more food so it goes and you start eating more yeah. and the vicious cycle goes yeah. on yeah. it comes like chicken came first or egg came first <laughs> and uh, whole of india is diabetic yeah. you know? <laughs> okay so yeah that makes sense so now um so how important is dealing with all this in dealing with all this how important is resistance training and how important is like lifting some weights and working out properly and organizing your workouts properly eating clean and leading a wholesome life you know how do we go about doing this so uh, number 1 is prioritizing weight training has several benefits okay mm. uh, number 1 the older we get we lose uh, bone mass mm. and weight training is pretty much the only way we can increase our bone mass as we are going it's almost like stimulating uh, the bones to get stronger so osteoporosis is one of the leading causes of death in people over the age of 75 so this that is not exclusive for women alone right no, it's for everybody everyone yeah. it's not exclusive for young people alone yeah. it is more important weight training is more important for older people yeah. and i'm not saying go lift 30 pounds or 50 pounds or you know i'm just saying go ahead even 5 pounds that is 2 and 1/2 yeah. kgs or 5 kgs is enough so to stimulate basically you're only applying an external resistance it could be even with a resistance band exactly so it doesn't mean that you go and just do a barbell whatever yeah. so people don't understand that you know at the outset like that and there also this big myth that women do bodybuilding or lift weights they're going to become Bulk like up, a yeah. bulk up and become arnold schwarzenegger yeah. i wish it was so yeah <laughs> i wish too but it's not but, but now that you said it can you just please tell the world that you know women lifting weights if only it was easy to bulk up you know we all would be. love it but, but because you know because of the hormone we have estrogen we're not going to bulk up can you just tell it definitely i'll repeat you, it a few more times yeah. seriously yeah. so nowadays women want to be thin yeah. okay and there is this uh, uh phenomena called being skinny fat yeah. where they're all soft and pudgy like a jelly belly like kind of which is but they're skinny but they're skinny yeah. okay so clothes they wear clothes and it fits them well etc but there is absolutely mu- no muscle mass they have no strength at all and that is not healthy yeah. at all because that also predisposes mm-hmm. you to all the diabetes and everything the other fun part is uh, let's talk about the fun part mm-hmm. when you actually do weight lifting and uh, do uh, resistance training you actually increase your metabolism right. there is actually something called post exercise burning mm-hmm. okay where if you exercise uh, you lift weights especially a big muscles like your biceps and your quadriceps, quadriceps and yeah. things like that you continue to burn 
calories for the next 24 to 40 you hours. Amazing. <laughs> you can actually eat a little bit more. <laughs> healthy, healthy yeah. little bit more, you know. And then also for older people, apart from osteoporosis, balance. You know, for them to have a good sense of balance and uh, proprioception, which yeah. is basically knowing where to, so that they don't trip and fall. Yeah. Weight training is essential. I cannot... Um, uh, tell you how important how essential weight training is and again it does not have to be 50 kgs and 100 yeah. kgs simple like 10 kilograms or 5 kilograms yeah. is enough to start and then you can keep going yeah. on with it skinny fat is not healthy not fat. it is not and, healthy at and all please tell them again that women with just estrogen you're not going to get you muscular like the men yeah. unless you go and take some external steroids, steroids or something yeah. it's very difficult yeah. for women to bulk up and yeah. have the same muscles like Salman Khan or something like that. So don't <laughs> worry only, it. but then it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not. It's really unless you know you have external components or you know you do other stuff. It's not easy yeah. at all. So it just makes you strong and it's important for your core and if right. your core is strong your posture is better and if your posture is better you don't get back pain and you know I see patients uh, oh I'm having so much back issues and their belly is like almost like twin pregnancy belly I'm like you You're know carrying so much, so weight, much around. weight you know I, I'm sure every pregnant woman who's been pregnant will understand the last trimester of pregnancy you're suffering man because your, right. your, your belly is so big your back is hurting and honestly that is when I felt like this is how it must be to be morbidly obese to yeah. carry such a big belly and walk up. and I don't know how they intentionally choose it at least pregnancy is a temporary condition <laughs> you get over it yeah. you know so the, the strain you put on your back is so much and then you God forbid you tell them you need to lose weight. Patients yeah. get really angry with you, you know. Uh, but they don't realize you need to fix yourself first and instead of searching for medications and surgical yeah. procedures. Instead of spending so much mon money on medicines, you should just spend your time and efforts on eating better and your exercising. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, Dr. Arasi, like to wind this all up, what in your words, what would you like to like, give away as a, like, a takeaway for all of us? to just lead a healthy life and because heart is your favorite to have like a healthy heart so prioritize your health yep. okay how much of a stressful your life is if you are not healthy you're and if you have a premature death you're not going to help your family at all so if you want to help your family help yourself and you're not a selfish person to take a, a time out of your busy schedule to go work out for 30 minutes or 45 minutes and prioritize what you're eating you are not doing your family a favor by taking them out to a fast food restaurant and make uh, and feeding them processed carbohydrate uh, uh, and disgusting oil <laughs> fat fatty foods instead instead eat together at home yeah. have a home cooked meal have clean foods make sure your food resembles the way it needs to be and it doesn't look like a foreign object which was created in a chemistry lab spend time to, with your family be mindful and yeah. that will keep you healthy and uh, your heart strong. That is that is so, so, so nice of you to say that, Arasi. Thank you so much. So this is Dr. Arasi for you. And she has such lovely things to tell us. And thank you so much, Dr. Arasi, for being with us and uh, for telling us everything that we needed to know. And um, so, uh, and uh, this is uh, Dr. Arsi Maran, and you can contact her as where can they contact you, Doctor? Uh, my email is maran at 
musc.edu. You can reach uh, reach out to me on um, uh, email. I'm on and Twitter at RCM. Um, I don't practice in uh, Chennai at this time. I'm uh, practice only in America at this time. So that doesn't matter. You can tell them where you'd be. So yeah, I will. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina, at the Medical University of South Carolina. And as I said, I'm available by email if you anyone has any questions. So I'm sure, like you know, it's so nice for her to like give out her email. So guys, just make use of that. You can ask her what you want, and just you know, she she's kind enough to tell us. So thank you so much, Rasi, for being here with us, and have a great day and have a great year ahead. Thank you. Shiba, I'm so glad you're doing this and taking the effort to um, reach out to as many people and educate our people about this. Uh, it's a great, great effort. Thank you so much and bye-bye everybody. Hi there, this is Coach Shiba from India. And I have a whole lot of interesting topics on fitness just for you. But right now, I'm in conversation with one of the established doctors. And we are going to be talking about relevant health and fitness issues of today. So listen up, enjoy and do let me know what you feel. Cheers.